their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Lord, I pray for your help this morning as we look at these thoughts uh, from the birth of Christ. And I pray that it would be an encouragement to us today and a good reminder to us today. So Lord, help me as I present uh, this passage that I do it clearly and correctly. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Three gifts that we got on the very first Christmas. Let's start with, I think, the most important gift, and that is a Savior. Uh, The most important gift that we received on that first Christmas is Jesus the Savior, the Savior of the world. It says there in verse 21, uh, you should call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You know, it's interesting when you look at the story of Joseph and Mary and you see the announcement given to each of them, and specifically here in Matthew with the announcement given to Joseph. At first he was upset, uh, confused possibly, definitely a little fearful, right? There was this, uh, the first reaction was not a positive reaction until the angel got to the end of the story. Uh, Joseph was probably hurt at first uh, until, again, he heard all the information, which is a great reminder for us to hear out all the information before we have an emotional reaction to anything. But (laughs) that being said, Joseph here was, was definitely concerned because the angel told him, fear not. For the child is of the Holy Spirit. So Mary has not been unfaithful. Uh, She has not been sinful. Everything is fine. But ultimately what caused the, uh, the fear to go away or the concern to go away in Joseph is when he heard, for he shall save his people from their sins. This was not an average child, right? Uh, we talked about this last week, but it's not just a baby. It's not Babies are sweet, and babies are a wonderful gift and a miracle, and all these wonderful things that babies are. This one was so much more than that. Uh, on top of the wonderful gift of a child, this gift was the Savior of the world. John 3, 17 says, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. The purpose for the coming of Christ, and remember, this is something that was confused all along Christ's life on earth, up until his crucifixion. One of the reasons why the people were so willing to crucify this Jesus is because, I believe at least, a large portion of them at one point thought he was coming to sit on the throne. And once they found out he wasn't going to sit on the throne, they said, this isn't who we've been waiting for. And so they were willing to crucify him off. They didn't understand what he was there for, even though he told them, I'm not here to condemn. I'm here to save. There is a time that he will return. And at that point, it will be time to condemn. But he came, he was born, made flesh for the purpose of being the Savior of the world. Uh, He was a cute baby, I'm sure, as most are. Um, He was a miraculous baby, no doubt. We looked at that last week. But with the miraculous conception... There's a great story behind his birth, but again, none of it matters if we don't have our salvation. Right? I mean, you can hear a story from any parent that had a child, and, uh, and I was very traumatized uh, by childbirth. 
uh, of my children. I'm not sure Katie really had the easy job, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> every parent has the, st- the story of their children being born and, and how sweet they were. And, oh, do you remember when they were that sweet? Uh, do you remember when they were that cute? All those kinds of things. And all these things about these little babies. And, and, and they're always a wonderful story behind it. And I truly believe that every child is a gift from God. I believe every child is a miracle from God. I think that we should uh, take so, so, um, uh, make it so important for us when we do have children to, to, to really value the gift that God gave us. But my child, my children, they were born, and one day they will pass on, just as I will. And hopefully they leave something in this life. Hopefully they leave some sort of legacy uh, for Christ. And it's something that is positive behind that, that when they pass on, hopefully I do the same thing. But really, when it comes down to it, we're just humans. There's a point at a time to be born and a time to die. We all do. This baby was so different. And the greatest gift we got on Christmas was the gift of a Savior. To think about where we would be without this gift. This morning, to be able to sit in here today and fellowship with Christians and, and, uh, and worship with Christians and, and just uh, uh, enjoy a time of togetherness this morning is a wonderful thing. We wouldn't be here this morning if it wasn't for the birth of Jesus. What would our life be like? What would we be living for? How would we be living? How much turmoil would be in the world without a Savior? There's enough with a Savior, right? How much worse would it be without? Think about those who, before Christ's birth, were waiting for the Savior. There was an anticipation about it. Just as we're supposed to be anticipating the return of Christ, they were anticipating the first coming of Christ. And we have the blessing to look back on what Christ did for us without having to hope for His promise. And we hope for other promises, but the promise of salvation, it's already here. We already have what Christ did for us and see what Christ did for us. And there's no greater gift we can get at Christmas than the Savior. A second gift, though, that we received at Christmas, which now that I have been saved, I value greatly, is the Comforter. Look in verse 23, it says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. What comfort that brings. God with us, a comforting thought to to consider the fact that Christ not only was born thousands of years ago, but that today Christ is still with us. God is still with us. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. The comfort of God being with us. That he is literally with us. That he gives us that strength. That he helps us along the way. That he upholds us when we would fall down. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, be, be strong and of good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. 
Now you go say, well, that's the Old Testament. He's talking to the Israelites there and all that kind of thing. I'm telling you, it applies to us today that we can be strong and of good courage, that we don't have to fear because He is our God and He is there with us. Matthew 28, 20, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Psalm 23, He is my shepherd, I shall not want. He is with us. And God with us should be a wonderful, comforting thought. I was saved as a, at a young age. I truly don't understand what it's like to live life without God with me. I have very few memories of time before Christ with me. I have friends that got saved as adults. Some of you, I count in those friends. I don't know what it's like to live life without having the comfort of God with me. And I'll tell you what, I'm thankful for that. And as I talk with, with friends who are not saved, and I think, man, how sad, how discouraging, how fearful that must be to not have the comfort of knowing that God's with me. God's going to take care of me. I talk with people who just hope. They hope that they're good enough for God to be good to them. Well, that's not a good way to live. That's not how it works. The comforter is with us. And he brings great comfort by being with us. He should at least, if you're saved today, you should have a comfort about your life. And listen, I understand we still struggle with anxiety and we still struggle with fears and we still struggle with different things. But if you'll take a moment to remember that, that because Christ came and died for us and was risen from the dead, because he was made flesh, for that purpose, now God's with us. And He's there to be with us all along the way and provide for our needs and strengthen us and uphold us and care for us through all of these things. To me, that's a wonderful gift that we received on the first Christmas. The last one we're going to look over in Luke chapter 2, and we'll read all of Luke chapter 2, or the story here in Luke chapter 2 in a minute. But for our last point today, if you'll turn with me to Luke chapter 2, we received a Savior, we received a Comforter, and then in Luke 2, verse number 9, I want us to see that we received joy. We've talked about joy throughout this year, a joy that only God can provide. But in Luke 2, verses 9 and 10, the Bible says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. You remember the angels showed up here as the uh, shepherds were in the field just doing their job, right? Just a, uh, a typical December 25th night. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> they're just out there enjoying, enjoying the night, enjoying the, the calmness of the evening. And all of a sudden, boom, this bright light, and the angels appeared. And as you can imagine, they were scared. The shepherds were. What is happening? What is going on? Have you ever been surprised by someone? Didn't know someone was in the room? I remember one time, uh, I think it was the first year we were married, I didn't know Katie was home. 
And I was in the room, I don't remember exactly what I was doing, singing or something, uh, preaching, okay. And Katie walked in. We don't need to tell any more details about the story. And apparently Katie was in the house. I didn't know she was in the house. And she waited until I was done to come in and tell me she was home, which was a wonderful blessing. And uh, nonetheless, it's embarrassing. And it can be scary sometimes, right? Whoa, they're here. Didn't know that. Uh, I grew up around a lot of jokesters. Try to scare you. Jump out of nowhere. All those kinds of things. Our boys... As much as they hate it, scare each other all the time. One of them is always mad about it. The one not doing the scaring is the one who's always mad about it. Uh, but they both do it. It's just, anyways. All of a sudden, these angels appear out of nowhere. Obviously, a fearful thing. But the angels, part of their message was, we're bringing you uh, good tidings of great joy. It's a joyful message. And because of Christ's coming, because of him becoming flesh, because of him taking on the sins of the world, because of him dying and raising from the dead, it now gives us great joy. A message that we can have, a joyful message about a baby that would bring joy for eternity. A lasting joy. There's plenty that we can find to be discouraged about. Even on Christmas. No doubt there will be a, uh, 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 something that comes across the news at some point today that won't be joyful. We can always find something to be discouraged about, but God, because Christ came, brought us eternal joy, eternal happiness, uh, an opportunity even in our darkest moments to find joy, to be filled with joy. And that message that came, and the angels when they came, and they said, we're bringing you a message of great joy. Good tidings of great joy. And look, it says, which shall be to all people. It's a wonderful message. Not everyone will receive the gift, right? But he says, here's a message for all to hear. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What a great gift we received at Christmas. Not just the Savior, which is the greatest of gifts, but along with that we get the Comforter and we get joy, eternal, everlasting joy because of Christ. I remember opening up presents all throughout my life and different uh, presence bringing joy. I remember as a high school kid, um, my parents spent a good chunk of money on uh, what we called a duster, uh, a, uh, basically a rain jacket, but uh, a cowboy rain jacket. Uh, so you know, it went all the way down to the calf, uh, looked really cool, uh, smelled amazing. Uh, until I wore it to work and then didn't anymore. But anyways, uh, uh, I was so excited about this thing because I couldn't afford it. It was expensive, and I didn't think that they could afford it, and maybe they couldn't have, but they, they got it for me anyhow. And I remember, man, that was just so exciting. Well, you know, when I stopped working with horses, <laughs> that didn't bring me a whole lot of joy anymore. I didn't need it anymore. Matter of fact, I gave it to somebody else. I remember as a kid opening up presents, you're going to see a theme here, uh, and it was uh, holsters and pistols. They were actually my dad's when he was a kid, 
uh, cheap parents, and they gave, gave me those, those for Christmas. But they weren't plastic holsters, man. They were leather. They were really cool, and they had uh, chaps with them too. And oh, it was it was a really neat set. It was old uh, Roy Rogers is the was the brand and everything. It was oh, it was so cool. I absolutely loved them. But you know, there was a point where those didn't bring me joy anymore. Every present that I can remember opening on Christmas morning brought me joy at the time. But at some point or another, it just didn't bring me joy anymore. It's not that I didn't enjoy it anymore. It just isn't where I look at it and go, yay, anymore. But the gift of Christ brings joy every day. A moment of thinking about who Christ is brings joy. And it provides an eternal joy, one that never fades. You know that when I die on this earth and my body is buried, I still have the joy that Christ brings. As a matter of fact, probably more joy than I've ever experienced before. I'm assuming by seeing Christ face to face. It's a joy that never ends. And it was given to us because of that first Christmas. I want to close today with looking at the Christmas story and reading through here several verses in Luke chapter 2. We'll go through verse 21. But it says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary as a spoused wife, being great with child. And so it was, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth, forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which they were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. It's a wonderful story, right? 
But remember, it's not just a story. Understand the reality of this story. The excitement of the shepherds so much that they ran and told other people and then they returned back to celebrate what was going on. The old song, go tell it on the mountain. Shout it for everyone to hear. Jesus Christ is born. Today we celebrate the birth of Christ. Today we celebrate the joy given to the world. Today we celebrate a Savior, a Comforter. Today we celebrate my God and your God. So I hope we enjoyed time with family. I, I hope that we are able to spend time laughing and playing and all these other things, but let us not forget what Christ gave us on that first Christmas. Lord, we thank you for your gift. Lord, we thank you for what it gives to us, the greatest gift of salvation. But Lord, so much on top of that, even so, we're not worthy of salvation, yet you offer it to us. But Lord, the, uh, the additional, the gift, the gift, the gift, the gift, the continuing gifts that you provide to us because of your Son. Lord, we thank you for it today. And today we celebrate. Lord, we ponder. Uh, Lord, we consider the gifts that you gave us. And may we be filled with joy today. Lord, may we understand the greatness of Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to sing Joy to the World.